You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to this episode of Around the King's Table. I'm Brian. And I'm George. And today, we want to talk about the spiritual discipline Mm. of prayer. Prayer. Should we start with prayer? I don't think so. We'll close with prayer. How about that work? We can start with prayer if you want to. No, I'm just kidding. We probably should. I don't know. Some people are like no air, no no prayer over the airwaves or something. I don't. May, may the Lord bless our labors. <laughs> All right, Amen. So we just want to get in and, and talk a little bit about um, about praying. Yeah. And uh, several questions here. We'll try to go as uh, as quickly as we we can where we can. Uh, the first question, brother, is what does the Bible mean by prayer okay. or praying? What does the Bible mean by that? Okay. I say talking with or to specifically God. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be any person of the Trinity could be involved in that, but ultimately it's communication with God. Yeah. yeah. It's not uh, wishing upon a star. It's not wishing upon, it's not meditation. Yeah. You know, just, Genie in a bottle. Yeah, it's not. Right. Yeah. So it is an expression of our creaturely dependence yeah. upon our creator. Yeah, I think that's good. But it has also like a, a, a special um, aspect to it now that we have been redeemed by Christ. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. Sure, we will. Um, that our creator, we once separated from him by our own, by sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ has now redeemed us and we've been united to God as now our father. We've right. been adopted. Right. And so there's an aspect to biblical Christian prayer, yeah. right, that expresses not just our dependency upon our creaturely dependence upon a creator, but our childlike dependence upon our heavenly father. Mm. And maybe we can talk a little bit compared with advocacy in a way that's unique as well. Right. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll hash out I'm some sure of these things will. as we go forward. So very basically just uh, dependence, dependence upon the Lord, um, fellowship, communion uh, with Him, talking with or to uh, Him. Uh, there's a there's a, a a Greek middle form here that should probably we're not even going to talk about it, but okay. it deals with interpersonal communications, and it's always middle in Greek because you can't do it alone. Okay. It's not a one person thing. Well, there you guess why you're here. That's right. Uh, okay. So what is the basis then? What is the basis of our confidence in prayer? Again, we're saying it's not like wishing upon a star, uh, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually believe that God hears us yeah. and that he answers us. Correct. What is the basis of our confidence in prayer and how should that encourage us to I pray? Mean, ultimately, we're going to have to say it's scripture. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where we get. That's the revelation that tells us we should be engaged in prayer, that God mm-hmm. wants us to prayer. Wants us to pray. Mm-hmm. There, there could come a point where you would go, even if there was no promise that it would do things for us. We're in a sense commanded to pray anyway, simply because maybe it's good for us. God mm-hmm. intends us to to pray. He wants us to pray, and we're commanded to pray both by Jesus and by the rest of Scripture. So I'd, I'd say that that's probably where I'd settle. Mm-hmm. It was kind of all over the place, but. Yeah, no. no, I think there there are uh, places in the Bible. Um, thinking of First Peter chapter three, for instance, there was a place recently. Was it in? Uh, it was in Malachi. Yeah, 
was it in Malachi? <laughs> I remember at this point. Um, but that our prayers can be hindered. Right. There's a that, sense well, in which we our prayers can be one, can be hindered. That's the the the, the husbands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. Loving our wives, lest our prayers be hindered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First Peter three seven. It also seems like there's a sense in which God, uh, I'm thinking of Isaiah in particular, says, because of your sins have separated you from, mm-hmm. from me, so that I don't hear you. Right. I do not hear you. Or recently, we're actually, in, I think it was in Jeremiah, when we were in our Word and Prayer as a yep. church together, and um, he's saying, I don't want you to pray. Yep. I don't want you to pray for this people. He says, do not, <laughs> do not pray, pray for them. I will not listen. Right. <laughs> More from the standpoint of they yeah. come to Jeremiah, right. and he goes, he's praying for them as a, yeah. almost an intermediary. He says, don't even suggest mm-hmm. you'll do that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, and I think you see this especially, um, you see this in the Gospels, you see this at the cross, you see this at the tearing of the the temple veil at the cross, that Christ has opened up the way for us to be uh, in fellowship again with God, reconciled to God. Uh, In Hebrews, I think you see that on the basis of his life, death, resurrection, his ascension, Mm -hmm. and his intercession, his mediating between us and God. That that really becomes the the basis of our confidence in prayer. Sure, uh, is yes, you're right. We have uh, the the Bible. We have Scripture saying God commands us to pray. It's he more hears our prayer. Yeah, hears, hears our, our prayers. prayers. He answers our prayers. Yeah. We see that in both uh, a, a kind of a commandeering kind of way, but also in an exemplary way. We see it in the examples of individual lives throughout the, the, the history of you know, redemptive history. Yeah. You have the disciples um, you know, recognizing their need, their dependence mm-hmm. on God. So they say, tell us right. how to pray. I mean, uh, why yeah. wouldn't you tell us how? And so he does. He tells them exactly how. Right. And then ultimately we see, it, we see it in the gospel mm-hmm. that through Jesus, God's ear has been, we might say, opened up again to hear us as a father hears his own child or as right. the father hears his son, since it's the son who well, is I think that's maybe more of the, 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 the point is that we have yeah. also, we have the example of Jesus. So mm-hmm. man among men, I mean the, yep. the, the peak and where do we find him engaged often in prayer? Mm-hmm. The one who is, you know, one-on-one with the father is nevertheless presenting a pattern of prayer for his children. Right. So we'll come to that. What happens, what happens to our prayers when we pray, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, at the, we're at the dinner table, uh, we're in our quote-unquote prayer closet, we say prayers together here at 940 on Sunday mornings, we pray in corporate worship, words are leaving our lips, and then what? Uh, God, what do we know from the Bible? God is <laughs> attending, he's hearing yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he responds in a way that, you know, audibly may not be what we would want to talk about. But, hmm. I mean, he, he ultimately is hearing and responding. Um, he's acting on them, even. Um, it's probably too fine of a point for, for you know, human intelligence to figure out exactly, mm-hmm. to try to do a fine line, you know, oh, do yeah. I... And we're going to get into it, of course, with sovereign, questions of sovereignty and prayer and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. But ultimately, God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. Sometimes that answer is no. Sometimes that answer is yes. Sometimes it's something very far different. He does. He hears the them. work that you, yeah. we've requested. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he ultimately hears and does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we do get sort of a, a an image in Revelation. I believe it is of this kind of like this golden bowl. Mm-hmm. 
right? It's like our prayers are like this filling incense up. or filling up this bowl and mm. this aroma to, to God through the Lord Jesus Christ kind of thing. But just the idea that uh, he really is recording these things down in mm. a sense. Uh, right now, in fact, in the in our residency as a church, we're we're reading Spurgeon right, Spurgeon's, Spurgeon's prayers. It's just yep. prayers. It's a book of prayers. It's been really good. It, it is good. A behind, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I am, um, but it's called the Pastor in Prayer. Yeah, and that's one of the things. One of the more recent ones that I had read was was talking about you know, God essentially recording these things down. They're, they're, they're remembered. He hears them. He yeah. answers them. Uh, they, they go from our lips and they're not just like out there somewhere, you know, like he, he catches them yeah. and, uh, and he, he does intend to, to yeah. answer. And often I think well. he's mindful of them even after we've long mm. forgot that we prayed something. That's right. He has his perfect. And we'll, so let's move into that. How does God answer prayer? How does God answer prayer? There's all kinds of ways we can pray. How he chooses to, right? In in His will. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, the the Holy Spirit knows actually what we need, and Mm -hmm. often we're at a loss for what to actually pray. We still pray, Mm -hmm. uh, but often we have to depend that God actually knows what we need. And as children, you know, as children, we come to our parents and we say, you know, I really want this toy, or I really want this thing, and our parents knowing sometimes. Yeah, it's, that's the thing they mm-hmm. get. Maybe there's a delay before the getting. And then sometimes right. it's the other thing. The thing that you actually need is what you get. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's still, the communication still needed to be happened. It still was a, a mm-hmm. familial thing. But yeah, it's as the parent knows, as the father knows in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of times we see these things rolling out according to providence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, you hit on something there with, I think it was Jesus in Matthew six, hmm. where he says, the father knows what you need right. before you ask him. Yep. So you might go, well, why do I need to ask him? Well, just because he says you should. Because he says you should. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it's still, I mean, you don't want to make it, it's not necessarily that it should be utilitarian. Yeah, we, right. we pray to make ourselves because it's better yeah, for us. Right. No, we pray because we're commanded to. We pray because right. that is how we communicate. I yeah. Don't, I don't know that well, we know of any other way we would be able right. to communicate and if and not for that there is a compatibility there if we don't ask will we receive no no right which is what James says right and you, even you have a little not. further but we're not there yet yeah so. you, you have not because you, you ask not mm-hmm. right so there's that aspect to it but God knows our needs he knows us he knows our needs and he knows how best to make us like Jesus right and everything I think we have to understand as Christians is kind of submitted to that. Like, that's the mission. The mission is I'm going to save them and make them like my son. So, see. Pardon me. I, I did not. It's probably one of George's children it trying is, to get in touch with their father. But no. It's, as we're talking it's on prayer. It's a prank caller of some kind that probably would just <laughs> not even respond. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, he answers. He answers at his time. At his time. And sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes it's very immediate. Um but always faithful mm. and uh, timely and ordered to our conformity to Jesus, ordered to our highest good. Yeah, that's where I was actually when the phone went off. I mean, often if we were just to, I don't know, if we were just to think that it was up to us, we'd probably work it out by man's terms, man's wisdom. This is what I need. I need this to get this done. I need this to get this done, this to get this done. Yeah. Coming to God in prayer means, oh, it's not necessarily just about all the things I want that make me happy and please right. me, but all of a sudden I'm putting what I want into his terms. What, what is 
he actually wants. Right. And that means cutting some of the things we want yeah. and other things it says realign, get your heart back in order mm-hmm. as you do that communication. So, yeah, maybe we can kind of make a mental note of that when we come back to talk about the importance of prayer. Uh, <clears throat> just to get this one out of the way quickly. Uh, if God is sovereign mm-hmm. and he is, he is, what does it matter if we pray? It doesn't matter if we pray or don't pray. God's ultimately in control. He knows everything he's going to do as he does. He's sovereign. He's governing the universe. Every ultimately, ultimately you've already you've already said it. I mean, we are commanded to. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's still it is the way we communicate with with God. Mm-hmm. We don't just walk up to trees and, and start talking to them and expect mm-hmm. God is the one who's listening to. That. That's not. We we do actually pray to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it would be roughly the equivalent of saying any of the other things that often are accused. If you know. Yeah. We're commanded to evangelize. But yeah, right. God is sovereign. But are we right. not going to evangelize? Mm-hmm. He still calls us to do something. We are still the characters in this particular book that is unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so prayer is one of the things we do as participants in that story. Right. God being sovereign includes not only his ordaining the ends or the results or, or the, the, means. the yeah, but also the means. Yeah. So it includes all encompassing sovereignty. He says, well, this is what's going to be accomplished, but this is also how it's going to be accomplished. Right. And it's not going to get accomplished without that. Yeah, without them doing this. That's right. Yeah. And it's very clear that then those things are compatible. God is completely sovereign. And in his sovereignty and his wisdom, he's ordained that our praying should largely result in mm-hmm. the ends that he's ordained. Sure. I think that's meted out in how it is how many different things in scripture are the effect or or Mm -hmm. we are to be praying about. Right. And on the flip side, I mean, I think it was J.I. Packer who said, you know, I mean, everybody believes in the sovereignty of God on their knees. On their knees, yeah. Right. In the foxhole. Why do we pray? In the, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, We pray because we believe that God is Pray because we realize we are dependent. (laughs) Yeah, right. We we cannot do it on our own. That's right. That's right. Okay. So now, uh, how does the Bible show us the importance of prayer? Why is why is prayer so vital? You mentioned one thing just a minute ago about what prayer does for us practically. Mm-hmm. It just it is a practice. Talk about spiritual discipline. It is a it's practice. A, a sieve. A sieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sharpens us. It helps us to remember our dependency. Uh, it humbles us. It helps us to know that we are not God. Uh, that we are the creature and he is the creator. We are the children and he is the father. Yeah. Uh, we have nothing in and of ourselves and he is a supplier of everything that we need. Exactly. Yeah. And it whittles us. It weans us off the world and kind mm-hmm. of whittles us so that we begin to think and feel and speak and pray uh, for things or in ways that are glorifying to him. Yeah. Above our own. Yeah. Temporary desires. Desires. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts there just on the importance of prayer? I mean, again, it gets into the, the very far-reaching things. So not just for ourselves what we need and our dependence, but as we th- start thinking, you know, missionally or just, you know, what we are called to as a people, prayer is going to be sort of the, the force, the, the lifeblood behind missions. Hmm. You, know, you know, examples and urges and encouragements and commands to pray yeah. that, you know, that evangelistic effort would proceed yeah. unhindered yeah. with power. And so, it, I mean, it's important for the mission to actually get accomplished. 
Yeah. I'm reminded that I think it was a Puritan David Clarkson. I think that's right. Um, he was an understudy of John Owen. Again, I think that's right. Uh, but he talked about um, Archimedes. Okay. And how Archimedes talked about this machine that he had invented that, you know, he could till up the whole world with this machine. Okay. And so Clarkson, he talks about prayer, like this machine of Archimedes, where by prayer, uh, we are, God's ordained prayer, to the wielding of omnipotence on earth. So if we pray, we can turn the whole world upside down by this machine that God has created. He said, pray and I I will act. I will act. So omnipotence will, will act. And so... Again, just in terms of the importance of prayer, why prayer is so vital is that God has ordained it to accomplish his his glorious ends. Yeah. And uh, that's a machine that we need to, to wield to personally and corporately yeah. and a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so what types of prayer? Okay. What types of prayer does the Bible make available to us? Or does mm. it does it just give us examples of? Maybe we'll go that direction. Oh, I mean, we could, you could obviously do, you know, just different things like you can do some sort of modified axe model. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, so, I mean, adoration and thanksgiving just being two different pieces of that. Confession, just mm-hmm. prayers of repentance. Um, so a lot of the do, psalms. Yeah, a lot of the psalms, supplication. Mm-hmm. Um, lament, I mean, is one that doesn't come in the axe model typically, but why, why we might say a modified axe model. Where We've lament, been lamenting a lot in, through Jeremiah and yeah. lamentations. Yeah, and our it's, it's difficult to do, and our, our culture doesn't <laughs> yeah. like it. It doesn't right. think it's really yeah. part of, even maybe even the Christian culture <clears throat> right. doesn't like it to be part of the experience. But the reality is it's, it's quite a part of our Christian experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, lament. Um, just venting. Uh, yeah. I, I know that sounds kind of... I don't like that Job. either, but you have Job, you have yeah. uh, the more sort of precatory Psalms where yeah. there's this venting of emotion, but ultimately trusting in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I say really it becomes almost limitless. Any, any, anything that touches mm-hmm. on our needs as dependent creatures yeah. is something we can turn into prayer. Mm-hmm. Whether that means, you know, I recognize who I am, I recognize who God is, I speak it. Whether that's mm-hmm. I'm speaking scripture, whether I'm speaking something motivated from scripture. Yeah. We have a need. We express it. We have a corporate need. We express it. Yeah. Um, we realize we've messed <clears throat> up between God and us primarily. Mm-hmm. We m- mention it. We've messed up with a, a brother yeah. or sister in Christ. We mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an enemy we're struggling with. Mm. We mention it. Whether that looks like praying good for them. Mm-hmm. Asking God to change our heart for them, whatever it looks like. So, I think pretty much anything that touches on our creaturely dependence is ripe room for prayer. Yeah, I, I think sometimes uh, folks too uh, think, or, or maybe maybe one of the reasons that they they have a hard time getting into a routine of prayer is because when they think of prayer, they think of like long, drawn out, formal. Prayers. Sure. They think maybe in the vein of like, I think it's Daniel 9, which is a very long prayer of Daniel, which is great. Sure. Which is great. Sometimes, though, like you think of someone like Nehemiah, who's yeah. like, I got to go stand prayer. before the king right now. <laughs> it's just like, 
boom. It's just a little popcorn prayer. I, I think there's a bigger problem underlying, and that is we're not prepared to listen or slow down or rest mm-hmm. or whatever for the little moment. Yeah. So slowing down and resting and being patient for the longer time. Well, sure. I'm just saying there are, it seems like there are instances in, in scripture where we don't always have to have like set aside it lots of time to do production. it. It can just be something right. It can just be as simple as, Oh Lord, like give help. Right. You know, right now. Um, that would be really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think we see, um, I mean, obviously we're, we're about to get into, uh, to, to Jesus. Uh, I mean, his, um, you know, not my will, but but your, your will, will be, done. be done. So these kind of prayers of just submission to to like here's a here's a hard a hard thing in my life. I don't, um, you know, I, 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 it's a cross that I'm going to have to bear. I'm, I'm I'm going to walk through it. It's not the thing that I would necessarily want to do, but I but I want to be submitted to to what you would have me do. Mm-hmm. So help me, help me, yeah. yeah. So a lot of help me prayers. One thing I would say too is you see this a lot in, in um, I believe it's in First Samuel, First uh, and Second Samuel, where Samuel chastises Israel often because they only pray. They only pray when things have gone bad. Right. So so when they're in need and they feel it, then they cry out to God. Right. And he kind of gets on them a little bit because they need to be just again having that heart. Regardless of their circumstances, but certainly before they're in dire need or trouble of some kind, uh, they're like responsive prayers, which are fine. But he say he kind of gets on them a little bit and says, it just needs to be a relationship yeah. that you carry on with God all the well, time. That's, that's the corollary once you're starting to in, get into Jeremiah, the minor prophets, Jesus of don't come to me with your prayers and your sacrifices and your offerings when you refuse to do what I say the rest of the time. Mm. Don't think that I'm going to be made happy just because you came to the temple and offered a few, you know, choice words that made you look good. Yeah. Yeah. So you have prayers there of, uh, of grief, of lament, of, uh, confession of sin, of just submission to, to the will of, uh, our heavenly father, Mm. Um, more immediate kinds of prayers, like with Nehemiah, please just help right now. Uh, Samuel kind of getting on people <laughs> about carrying on a relationship of, of fe- you know, fellowship and conversation with God. Daniel having a lengthy prayer. I'm just saying, you know, the Bible gives us uh, a dearth, a wide array, a wide array. Mm-hmm. yeah, of just types of of, pray- of prayers, uh, ways that we can pray, uh, long, short, and whatnot. So. What warnings then does the Bible give us about our praying? Mm. I mean, the one that stands out the most, probably to me at least, is the the warning not to do it in a double minded fashion. Right. It's the, the the whole idea of you know you can expect nothing from God if you're sitting there just mm. kind of waffling between two ways of, of going about approaching God. Mm. So, I think that's the major one. I, I think mean, that is the major the, one. The, ma- the major one again is Matthew six, I believe it is, where Jesus is like. Do not pray like, like the Pharisees yeah. pray to be seen and to be heard Thank by you men. Thank God that I am not like <laughs> right. this other guy over right. here. Yeah. So don't don't pray. And I think that again, that's another kind of temptation that we might have where mm-hmm. we we want to sound holy um, in front of people, 
And um, so, yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, that's that's an area of warning that Jesus gives us is don't don't pray like the hypocrites pray, right? It yeah. is, it yeah. is. Uh, no, you need to carry on an authentic relationship right. with God that overflows in normal words, and yeah. whether you're in front of people or not in front of people, like you're talking to God. You're talking to God, but you're having this conversation over here on the side, and right. like talking to your ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not talking right. to Him at all. Yeah, yeah. So don't pray to be heard. I mean, we obviously when you do corporate prayers, you are praying to be heard. But it's more like there's gathering, a, a gathering hearts together. Like this is not just me praying to God. It's it's us. Mm-hmm. It's us praying, yeah. right? So that corporate aspect of prayer. And I think I mean it's not so different even with us if we start thinking about you know using prayer to both remind ourselves of God's promises and to, I mean, God knows, but reminding Him of those promises that Mm. we are familiar with. Mm. I think that kind of ties those two together, that corporate element, that personal element. Yeah. There are also other things uh, we mentioned earlier, first Peter three, seven, you know, like if you're, if you're not living with your wife in an understanding way, your prayers are going to be hindered. Hindered. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're living holy lives. There is an aspect of holiness that clears the channels uh, for us to to speak with God and God to return um, favor uh, to to our praying. So we want to be careful there. Um, okay, how did Jesus teach us to pray? Is often called the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, some people make a big deal out of that and want to say, well, it's it's, it's really the disciples' prayer okay. or whatever it is. It's not the Lord's prayer, but it's how the Lord taught His disciples to pray. Right. So what are some of the emphases that you see there? Um, so uh, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Both to be forgiven and to forgive. So yeah. kind of praying both those sides. Uh, right. Daily needs. And so keeping prayers in perspective. I mean, yes, we can pray for 20 years down the line, but ultimately praying for what's immediate, praying for those current needs that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you could say our daily bread. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't deliver us, uh, deliver us from the evil one. So we're praying for Temptate, spiritual, yeah. uh, both both temptation, but also from spiritual conflict. Um, generally, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it starts with our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom it come. Does. Uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there is an aspect there of just Lord help us Submission. to. Yes, right, and and help us to have. We've been talking about this a lot in Malachi. But just help our hearts to have a supreme respect for your glory mm-hmm. above everything else. Like, yeah. in everything that we do today, let your name be hallowed. Do you know what uh, what is what is hallow? Another word for hallow? <laughs> it would be holy, set apart. Yeah, right. Are you looking for a specific word? No, I'm not going to come up with this big. Okay. <laughs> Holy. holy. Let it let it be revered. Yeah, revered. That's probably yeah. decent. So make your name great. Right, make your name great through me, through us, through our church, through whatever it is. Um, make your name great. So there's just a, a focus there on the glory of God, mm-hmm. and certainly the other things you mentioned as well. A focus on forgiveness of sins, uh, the tenderness of our own hearts, so that we're yep. forgiving. Yep. Like we know how much we've been forgiven, so that we actually are have have growing inside of us a heart that is forgiving. Uh, is is definitely one of them, and then the holiness piece as well. Do, do not, Lord, please don't lead me into temptation. You know, spare me from the evil one. Evil one, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. 
Okay. John 17, just just as a quick note, is a prayer of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you see Jesus kind of wandering off. (laughs) He gets away from his disciples. um, And he he prays to the Father. He speaks son to Father. Uh, John 17 is actually a prayer. With yeah, it is, yeah. Is, is, is the son praying to the father in the hearing of his disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some of the, some of the uh, aspects of, of prayer there that, I mean, some of them are unique to Jesus. Sure. Uh, other aspects of it, though, uh, certainly are humility, unity, our sanctification, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Um, this kind of thing. So there are certain emphases that you see in Jesus's own praying for his, his disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So that's in John 17. If you want to to kind of look through that, but we'll move along here. What other models of biblical prayer uh, should we especially notice? I, don't know. I think the Psalms is just going to be replete with with this this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we can see examples of different kinds of prayer. We can see examples of prayer of uh, repentance. We can see examples of uh, God. I have the en- I have enemies pressing down on me, or circumstances pressing down on me, and just kind of how do you go from that to praising? How do you yeah. get that dependence that allows you to kind of go through that moment? Um, yep. You know, we already kind of mentioned the imprecatory psalms, but you know, th- this is something that you, you know we don't find in the Lord's prayer, but we do find. And rather than react to you know, Psalm 137 in a, well, that was the Old Testament, we're in the New, actually understanding what it's like to be bereaved, to know your own sin, to know your mm. <laughs> sort of your community sin and actually be able to then depend on God. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. especially in light of a culture that basically wants to say, you really can't move on from your sin. You better just wallow in it mm. and let the better people speak. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, just a couple others that come to mind for me. Uh, Acts chapter four. Yeah. You see the church pray. Pray. Mm-hmm. And God answers. Yeah. It's not personal prayer. It is personal prayer, but it's corporate prayer. And the Lord immediately answers uh, answers them and grants them um, to speak the word of God with all boldness mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, Thessalonians. Yep. Kind of going in that direction as well. You know, we pray for us that the gospel will go forward unhindered. That's right. Yeah. Paul makes that in Colossians, uh, Colossians four, I believe it is pray for me also, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I'll, I'll be able to clearly communicate, yep. uh, the gospel. Uh, I think also, uh, goodness, where was it? Ephesians. So at the beginning of Paul's letters, a lot of times he, he has prayers. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you're looking for just kind of like, what can I, what can I, you know, model my prayer life after? What, what emphases can I draw into my prayer life that maybe have been totally absent from my, from my praying? Uh, you go to Ephesians chapter one, 15 to 23 uh-huh. is, is just an, ex, an extended prayer of Paul. Philippians one, you have a prayer of yep. Paul. Uh, so there are a couple places praying for our rulers, praying for that's right civil society. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah. So. so a lot of aspects that he that he's drawing in there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that that we could have in our our praying. And I'll just to point you to those passages: Ephesians one, Philippians one, First Timothy two, uh, and other places like that, where you're going to see the Apostle Paul. Uh, offering up uh, prayers or telling us exactly what we should be praying for as as a church. 
and as Christians for, for sick calling the elders to pray that's right yeah the end of James James 5 James 5 mm-hmm. yeah that's right okie doke uh, so last thing here how can we grow how can we grow in our praying cultivate a mindfulness to pray a prayerfulness taking the devices that are ringing constantly and putting them on silent <laughs> Um, and then setting them aside. I, I mean, y'all didn't know that we were actually doing that on purpose to set it all up. It was all just all a huge setup for right now. Oh my goodness. Get get rid of your busyness. Right. But no, I mean, I think that's yeah. there's a reality reality to it is that we're creating very very short attention spans. Mm. We're reacting to every little pulse and and noise. Um, we're looking for that dopamine rush from you know somebody responding Squirrel. to us or Squirrel. whatever online. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, one yeah. thing that will help our prayers is to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, turning off the TV and the blue lights and the whatever earlier in the evening. <laughs> Actually getting a good night's sleep. Um, they seem seem very physical and not very spiritual, but we're beings who have, we're, we're spiritual beings with physical bodies. It takes, <laughs> it takes energy to pray. Yeah. What was the problem for the disciples? When yeah. Jesus, when they Jesus in Gethsemane, tired. yeah, stay awake and pray, and they slept. Yeah, and they let him down. Yeah, yeah, they failed. Um, I think I mean, a real thing is to be be aware of the needs in the body, um, mm-hmm. and so a lot Prayer of prayerless, prayerlessness is all about you know yeah. we, we 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 think we've run out of things to pray. Yeah, it's because we've so focused on our own that. Well, I have this. Yeah. And we don't pray for others in our body. We aren't praying for the gospel to go forward. And so we, we kind of lose perspective on you know, right. what we can pray about. And we, as a church, have a mechanism to help you know what's going on in the life of the body. We do. Yep. So as you have prayer requests. Put them there. Put them there. And as you have a few moments throughout the day, check it. Check it out. Check it at breakfast, maybe at lunch, maybe in the evening, whatever it is. But check what's been posted throughout the day and Make that a part of your praying. Pray for the body of, of Christ. Yeah. Um, I think another is yeah. just being in his word. There's not, you know, being in his word prepares our hearts with language and just kind of mm. general worldview outlook, a biblically based model for, mm. for then going to God, knowing what he has promised. Um, and so not being aware of what the Bible teaches often leaves us, you know, well, the only thing I have to pray for is I have this need, and now I feel, you know, I don't know, that it's too petty. Why should I pray? So I'll just, right. I won't, mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think being biblically aware also then motivates us to pray and to pray for those things that are going to actually bring right. God glory. Yes, and also I think that it's important that you be a part of a church that majors sure. on praying, yeah. uh, not just in corporate worship, but actually has a set aside time for prayer at 9:40 on Sundays at 9:40 on Sundays uh, which has been gloriously uh, growing effective uh, in our church had probably our the most people we've ever had uh, this past Sunday as a matter of fact uh, in that prayer meeting and that's just one thing that we're never going to cancel I, I don't think uh, as, a, as a church we're never going to move that because of what the Lord is doing in it and uh, you know, it really is just a sweet time. It warms our hearts up for corporate worship. We're able to pray for one another. 
uh, together. So it's not just looking at a prayer thread and then kind of, okay, well, here, I'm just going to pray personally for the things that I see there, but we're able to come together and to voice those things together. And yeah. it's, it's just a different, uh, I hate using the word experience, but it's just a different feel. It's a, a different kind of event there. Yeah. And, um, and you get to hear other other people in the body pray, and as you hear other people pray, you go, maybe this isn't so weird, or maybe you think, <laughs> maybe you think, uh, oh, that's how you pray, or this is how they pray, and I, I don't pray like. So there's a lot of things that are happening in that kind of context that are discipling. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, it yeah. also, ultimately, it also teaches just as the Bible informs prayer. Yeah. Prayer then kind of informs our reading of the Bible because now we can go to Scripture and go. It's not that it just has any old meaning, but yeah. what does this actually say? What can I be praying for from this passage of scripture? How can this inform how I talk to God? So, yeah. So having said all of that, may the Lord bless you. Yeah. May the Lord bless you all. Have a very uh, good may he time. give you hearts to pray uh, and to pray increasingly. Uh, I think I would say this is something that I myself am, am growing in. Uh-huh. And uh, desire to grow in more and more. And uh, the prayer, prayerfulness of my brother here across the table from me, uh, the prayerfulness of um, oftentimes my own family more than myself, uh, the prayerfulness of others in this body uh, are of great encouragement to me. So, um, yeah, just an encouragement. So thankful for a body that prays mm-hmm. together. Absolutely. And uh, just an encouragement to continue to grow in these things, a spiritual discipline of biblical prayer.